Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yo, to speed, it's a sportive episode 230 something or other. I think I've got the whole crew here, but let's make sure with a quick roll call. John, do I have you? Brandon, you have me. Okay, one for one. Stuart, are you here? Oh, I'm here, baby. Oh, man. Okay, and this is the real moment of truth here. Do we have Clarence Swamptown on the line? <coughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. No, we don't. Do we have Chicken Fingers 69 on the line? Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy to be here. Hey, happy to, happy to be a part of the co- podcast. Thanks for welcoming me. Yeah, no, we have uh, noticed uh, some pretty hot takes on the Twitter.com. Mm-hmm. Thought you could be a suitable replacement for yeah. our old friend Clarence Swamptown, who died. Yeah, he's a fuck face. Fuck. No, Wish no. you could have met him. Nah, I'm glad I didn't. You're right. Doucher. Nothing in common. Doucher. <laughs> Yeah, total doucher. Glad he's gone. Well, uh, so excited to offer you a. Uh, you're a guest as of now, chicken. All right. Do we call you? Do we call you chick? CF sixty nine. No, that's cool. That's cool, man. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you're very, you're very lo- low key. Yep. Laid back. That's me. Yeah. Just into whatever. Cucumber. That's good to hear. Yep. Well, uh, Chicken, uh, I'd like to start out this, uh, this show by asking you a question, oh. and then we'll go from there. All right, I'm ready. Uh, I have six questions prepared this evening, and the first one will be directed to you. My hmm. question is, why do you hate Kirk Cousins? Uh, because he will cost a lot of money in a sport that has a salary cap, and okay. he will that because of his cost will um cost the vikings the ability to sign other good players Mm -hmm. and he will not produce to the level that the dollars he is commanding uh require he's not good enough he is, and he's going to be millions and millions of dollars a year. And right? I think everybody's kind of settled around that thirty million. It might, you know, it might be twenty-eight. It might be thirty-two. It might be three years. It might be five. But I think everybody is is. There's so much smoke around that fire. It's probably true that that's what he's seeking. And maybe he's just sitting. That he he just wants the most money. And whoever offers him a fifth year will get him, or a, or the fourth year. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not behind the scenes, but. 
regardless, uh, that money is just not worth it for what I know about his talent level. It's middling. Would you call it middling? I would say middling might be uh, kind. I think mm. he is a um, the, op- the, op- the opposite of a victim of circumstance. He is the beneficiary of circumstance that he's the only um, he's the, the best free agent available in a below average free agent class. Well, I shouldn't say below average. Any quarterback his age that's worth a shit is not available as a free agent. It just doesn't. That's an it, accurate statement. That's that's a, it's, there's not a bidding war. It, it just doesn't work out that way. Teams that have a quarterback like that at that age that see him every single day would not let him hit the free agent market if, as they see him every single day, they thought, yeah, this is the guy. This is who we want to lead us over the next five years. We better lock him up and just take care of that, then we'll work, move on with our lives and work on the rest of our roster. That they let him hit the market tells me all that I need to know about the most and important even position know- in sports. Even knowing that the Washington football team is one of our dumber NFL franchises, and that's they're not saying quite, something. They're not quite at the level of, say, Cleveland no. or maybe the Indianapolis Colts, but they're one of the dumber franchises, and even they would not let a potential franchise quarterback go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want to ascribe any good uh, thinking to the, the Washington R-words, but he's just so goddamn expensive. You're right. Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown like 11 passes, and he's going to get about the same amount too. Anybody who's shown a tiny little bit of success is getting locked up for crazy dollars. And you just think that it's, you'd rather have what? Case Keenum, our guy, Teddy, Teddy, right? Teddy. Nah. Teddy's our guy. I had a franchised case. You know, told him, prove it to me. Um, one year, then we can talk at this time next year. Kept some continuity to the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't tie yourself down for a long period of time. I mean, Cousins at best is like the 12th best quarterback. Man, I think that's being generous. And at worst is like the 23rd best quarterback. Mm-hmm. Kind of in that in that range. And yeah, the we, salary we call that, that the we call that the Alex Smith range. Yeah, he's in the Smith zone. Yeah, right. Uh well, we can complain all we want, but I have to think it, it seems like he's going to be the quarterback next year. Am I am I misreading the tea leaves? Uh, no, I, you. It seems pretty likely, although I believe Denver just cleared out a bunch of cap space with that trade they did. Ooh, tonight. So okay, oh, uh, they traded a keep. They traded a keep to leave to the Rams for not much. So, um. Yeah, it's Denver, us, or the Jets seems to be the thinking. And much like uh, CF69, I um, I lean towards the skeptical side, especially at the uh, at the price tag that he is alleged to be coming in at. Today I was on the road a lot driving, and I had the opportunity. Churchian was, was in for Barrero today. And I like Church. I, I like him. It, 
you don't have to agree with somebody 100% of the time to like them. He's just, I, he's an affable guy. Um, I do think he does some research. He's not a Bobo to the team. You know, he's not just going to lick their BHs. Um, <laughs> he just doesn't care. You know, he, he calls nice for Frazier's head. He calls for everybody's head. And, and uh, like I said, I don't agree with everything he says, but I do think I enjoy hearing at least his perspective because he does put the time in at least do a little bit of, of in you know research. He loves Cousins, and he spent mm. about an hour of my drive today. He, he prefaced it by saying, I am going to try to convince you people that you should like Kirk Cousins, and I'm going to do so through statistics, some advanced statistics. And I loved it. I'm like, okay, I'll break, I got the time. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to listen to him with an open mind. And after an hour... I was more convinced that Kirk Cousins is not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to somebody that I do respect try to convince me, and I'm just like, eh. hey, you're you're scrapping, you're just scrapping, and I love it, Charge. I love that you're trying, and you want to be optimistic. Maybe, maybe that's your angle, or maybe you just truly like the guy, like because you're not doing it for me. I mean, it's just not. I don't know. It just wasn't like. He was leaning on yards per attempt. Yep. That's okay. Yards per attempt. So just that. Not a bad statistic. It's not terrible, but like, I can go out there and just throw it every time as far as I can. And <laughs> well, for me, that'd be not. I wouldn't lead the league. But let's say Broxy does. Okay, let's bad example because I can't throw more than eight feet. Yeah. Broxy yeah, can go out there. I can and huck it sixty-five yards. Take yeah, the snap. Sure. Take three steps and just chuck it as far as you can, and you would lead the league in putt, in yards per attempt. Right? You don't have to complete it. You don't have to be anywhere close to anybody. You just—that's what that's measuring, right? Wait, no, you—you you have hold to on. complete it. It's yards per attempt, which is similar to rushes per attempt. It's you attempt thirty passes, you or throw for three hundred yards. That's ten yards per attempt. Because they don't want to do yards per completion because that. That equates a bunch of that doesn't make any sense. So it's yards per attempt, and they say the smart guys say that that's the most indicative of success. So I'm misunderstanding what the statistic is. Yeah, yeah, oh. it's not well, yards not uh, attempted per throw or whatever, like okay. yards it's, thrown. I think it's it, yards I, per passing play, basically. Uh, yeah, but yeah. so your so incompletions don't count towards it. You're similar to like if you if you as a running back. You could have, you know, you could run for zero yards. You could pass for zero yards. It doesn't really do any good. It's the actual yards per attempt that's that's going to matter. And they say that the best quarterbacks are like eight, nine yards or whatever per attempt, whereas, you know, hmm. you get your Alex Smith got your Alex Smiths and whoever, it's like four yards per attempt. It's not going to do you any good when you factor in the risk of turnover, which is high with Cousins. So I think that's a good statistic, but it also doesn't factor in uh, obviously, like a bunch of other things, either. Well, I'm regretting like, bringing that up as my example now because I misunderstood. Well, so, chicken, it's been nice having you on. Yeah, no, it was a good run. Um, I am going to uh, go pick a fight with some people online and see if I can get uh, booted. Here's what it doesn't. Here's what it doesn't account for. It doesn't account for how many times a guy gets sacked, which is like a Keenum perfect example of like that's a thing that he did that doesn't account for that sort of sure. stuff, which is a huge skill. And I don't know how Cousins does well, there. It, it doesn't does, account for rushing yards. It doesn't count for interceptions. So those are like 
other huge things that I don't really know where Cousins stands. He seems to me like a guy who is going to be he's going to drive me up the wall because he, at least according to the the people I know, throws four or five just ridiculous passes every single game that's going to give me a heart attack. So that's why I don't want him on the team for my own personal. I don't like guys like that. It the statistic plays it where I, ultimately where I'm going with this is it plays into my, maybe my biggest concern about con- Cousins is that I I do not think the offensive line is as good as others do. I think that Keenum made them look better than they were. I agree he has with that for sure. Good mobility, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. it, it got ex- they 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 were exposed late in the season. He's slippery. He's I say he's slippery. So now you elusive. You elusive. Move. He's elusive. And now you 86th the offensive coordinator and replace Keenum, a mobile quarterback, with basically a uh, airport windsock. Just, <laughs> just stands in place. Hey, handsome. And just uh, handsome airport windsock. You know, and maybe has yes. just a little mobility in his shoulders, but basically his, his base is not moving. Um, and I don't trust Rick Spielman to improve the offensive line any better than it was and I don't I don't think it was that great that concerns me if you're going to replace Keenum I get it mm-hmm. replace him with somebody that has at least equal or in excess of the mobility that Keenum has <clears throat> I don't think that's an unreasonable position amen sister I also think that he's too handsome and the fans are going to like him extra because of that and they won't be able to see that he's bad because he's so handsome they're, they're going to get lost in his eyes and that's going to drive I me batty as well worry about the real vikings rubes like the rubes that they're yeah, yeah. wives. you know their <laughs> wives are going to be like who is that and he's yeah. going to suck and the rubes are going to lose their goddamn mind like <laughs> think of the rubes that like their wives like the packer rubes their wives loved Favre, but Favre was awesome right so the Rubes yeah. loved that, yeah. that their wives were sexually attracted to a guy who was really good <laughs> at football. That's Rubes, the dream. If their wives yeah. like a guy who sucks at football, I just domestically, I worry about that household. <laughs> like, I just do. I just do. I don't think that's also an unreasonable concern. No. <laughs> no, just, we, we, we hit all the angles about, here. He's concerned about the marriages in Minnesota. I am. I am. The state of Minnesota's marriages like, is on the line here. We know that Charge has the statistical corner lo- on lockdown, which is why we're going after the domestic angle. Like, this yeah, is what I'm we pivoting. bring to the game. I'm pivoting away because I obviously just completely fucked up the statistic thing. Listen, you only had an hour to listen to him. Just one <laughs> full hour or two. <laughs> That's all the way the worst one. You just completely fucked it. You know what? The entire oh. time you're like, no, I, why do you keep bringing up this statistic? God damn it. Jamarcus Russell would be the best of all time. Well, that's what I thought it was. I'm like, what else? This is fucking stupid. Rex Grossman would be in the Hall of Fame. Well, oh, shit. Anyways. Grossman. I don't yeah. give a shit about football. That's anyways. so true. But, well, anyway, I, I don't care about the NFL. I'd fucking sign him. What do I care? He'd marionette-looking motherfucker. Sign him up. Shit, I don't <laughs> care. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Stu, what do you want to happen? You don't, you don't sound like you're totally on the Cousins bandwagon. Nope, I want them to sign Teddy, sign another veteran like a McCown or a Tyrod Taylor or somebody like that, and draft draft whoever falls to 30th. Because one of these guys, there's a lot of quarterbacks, one of them's going to fall to 30. Can Ideally, we? It'll be that's one. where I'm at. That's a good one. I like it. 
Can can we get Lamar Jackson? I want him. Lamar Jackson, um, Mason Rudolph, uh, somebody in, I, who's got like some potential and could maybe step in if need be. That's that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. I just and I, I just I I have this. It's a seventh sense. It's not a sixth sense. It's a seventh sense. Um, the Vikings spend thirty million dollars for a season of Kirk Cousins. And he's they're gonna compare that to the two million they got out of Keenum all year long. And mm-hmm. it's probably gonna look and it's gonna look bad. I just I, I see it coming in my mind's eye, the seventh sense. I, I, I don't wanna talk about it and but it's that's where I'm at. I just can't pull the trigger spending that much money on cousins. And again, it seems very likely that by you know, the next time we record, he will be the starting quarterback, and we're just going to have to fucking deal with it. I, will, I, seven, I won't deal with it. Just, I'm not it, going to deal with it. Yeah. No. Well, I, I know that. We're going to protest. We're, we're different people. We're, yeah, I mean, I know this is the first time we've spoken <laughs> CF69, but yeah, right. we are different people that way. I'm, I'm getting the sense of that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm already resigned to this happening and being bummed out about it. Yeah. That salary cap is no joke. I mean, I feel like everybody talks about it. The reason certain teams were dominant for years was because they had a quarterback that was so cheap. Uh, Wentz and Russell Wilson are two examples that they just randomly had a guy for so little money they could just be awesome on the other side of the ball or a great offensive line. And once those guys got expensive, then the team sucked. Look at Andrew Luck, another Mm -hmm. example. Um, so that's just what they are signing themselves up for. I think the way to do it is just keep drafting college quarterbacks, give them like a year or two, and then just ditch them, find another college quarterback. Someday you'll find one, and that'll be fun. It's interesting to watch those guys try to figure it out. And one angle we haven't explored is that it appears because Zimmer is as open as about any NFL coach or front office person or anybody involved with any NFL team will ever be. Um, there appears to be a schism between Zimmer and Spielman on how to handle it. We've never met, but if I had to be, if I was a betting man, I'd guess that you're on Zimmer's side here. I don't know how anybody couldn't be uh, <laughs> sane person. I don't, I don't right. see. Um, yeah. So, well, let's, let's just play this out. Zimmer appears not to want to sign Cousins. He says it seems he's intimating that it's too expensive. And mm-hmm. Rick, by mm-hmm. all accounts, is, is in love with that marionette um, Team America <laughs> fuck yeah looking bitch, poke ass bitch. <laughs> Who yeah, would guy. you side with, Zim or Rick? Yeah, I, I'm definitely not siding with Rick. He had a good run. He had a good year. I'll give him that. But I'm no, not I'm not signing. Shit. I'm not signing with him. He ain't getting. He's getting no quarter from us. Good. Well, I'm, I'm liking you guys already. I can tell. Yeah, this, yeah. This I may think work this out. is. Uh, yeah, it's a good match. You keep us on our toes, but generally we're we're aligned. Uh, no, I mean I'm sure Zimmer is a defensive minded guy. He thinks that's the thing that's going to win it for them. So he wants to be Rightly. able to spend his <laughs> money on. On those guys, and to 
I mean, if you think about it, $30 million a year, think of how many unbelievable defensive players. You could probably get like five starters for that, right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And it would make him happy, which is great. But I want a really fun, exciting quarterback. That's basically all I care about. So mm-hmm. I want Lamar Jackson. That's Lamar or bust. I don't really care any of the other ones. Oh, or Teddy. I'll take fair. Teddy. That sounds interesting to me. Sign me up for that. John, what do you think? I think that it's March 8th and talking about the Vikings anymore will cause my soul to leave my body. All right. Should we, should we transition? We're only on question one. I'm more than happy. Should we move on? Move on. Sure. All right. Question two. This is for uh, Stuart. Oh, God. Stuart. <laughs> Is there I haven't any... watched any sports in the last two weeks, so let's do, let's do this. Let's do this. Is there any way signing Derrick Rose is not the stupidest thing in the world? Oh, Talk me okay. off the ledge. You're, 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 you're asking me so I can give it back to you for you to go off on a fucking rant for 10 minutes. I'm good at that. I can do that. Okay. Um, from what I understand, Brandon, uh, Derrick Rose is both a shell of his former self. He was an MVP. But injuries have sapped him of any possible value beyond maybe a, the 12th guy on an 11-man mm-hmm. bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also a bad person off the court. Yes. Uh, would, you like to, would you like to talk about this, Brandon? Oh, man. Uh, I think the, the best possible scenario here is that he doesn't play and he's like the Aaron Brooks on the roster. And that's... I guess right now, probably the most likely, but you never really know. I think it's one of those examples. I think this happens more at work than it does in sports, but it's not what this signing does. It's what this signing says that annoys me. You know what I mean? It's like it might not have any actual impact on the on the game, but it does have impact on how people think about Tibbs, and this is the exact thing that people have been worried about the entire time is that he's just sort of a set in his ways type guy. And you could easily justify the Jimmy Butler trade, right? Because I think there was, it's very easily the best trade in Wolves history. And you could somewhat justify like the Taj signing and a few other things too. But this is the one where people continue to be like, I bet they're going to, I bet he's going to sign Rose. And for a long time they were wrong. And that felt at least somewhat okay that Tibbs maybe wasn't quite as bad as we were all worried about. And uh, and he just did it anyway, which is just strikes me as being an odd, like, is it a power move? Is it just he so cares so little about what the fans think? I mean, it, I think we feel pretty confident that that's the case. But, yeah, I just hate what this thing says about Tibbs more than what it's actually going to do on court. I hate it more. I hate it so much. <laughs> I also, again, I think that we all agree and know that the Timberwolves are never going to win a championship in our lifetime. That's not why we watch the Wolves. We want to watch. Uh, we just want to be entertained. And Tyus is a very fun person to watch. We love watching Tyus. He's great. He's super energetic. He's just this little, like, he's, he's a foot and a half tall. You know, he's a little tiny guy out there. Uh, doing okay. And Rose is not fun to watch. He has not been fun to watch in so long. He's like the least fun player, a dude who dribbles the ball 500 times, uh, can't shoot, and doesn't play defense. So, again, probably small on-court impact, 
but for my mood, very grumpy, very grumpy. And that's, I think, all I have for my opening statement. John, <laughs> John, can you can you help? Can you help me? I'm am on the ledge. To, am I trying to talk you down? Because you're in the right spot. That's where I'm on you the ledge. Be, is on the ledge. <laughs> so I, your your advice is to jump. I my advice is to jump and make sure that Tom Thibodeau is underneath you, so you can take him down with you. That's the only <laughs> legitimate response to this. Right. I mean, honestly, do you think that he just? I don't know. I have to imagine he has someone in his ear that's close to him that's going to be like, "Man, I." The fans are going to hate this. They're, they're going to hate this. Or are we wrong? Are we like the tiny little like snob minority, you know, us and our friends, and the vast majority of fans are going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I know him. I love that guy. This is great. This is, you know, like if we were going to poll everybody, all the Wolves fans, not just us, uh, I'm using sarcastic air quotes, smart guys, what do you think the average fan base have we cut those folks out of our lives so much that we don't even know anymore, John? Well, if if there's somebody out there who loves Derrick Rose, then they haven't watched an NBA game since 2012. So yeah. <laughs> that's my cue. So, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you can care all you want, but it'd be like getting excited about signing Roy Halladay. <laughs> that's okay. John. Like, John. Wait a second. Roy Halladay died, didn't he? <laughs> that's. Oh, no. Oh, wow, Jesus I can't be God. a part of this. Pot, pot Terrible pot. comparison. My lord. I totally forgot wow. that he passed away. You did not forget. Roy Oswald. It's uh, like signing yeah. Roy Oswald. I was we trying will, to think of a will pitcher. Fix this in- I was trying wow. to think of a baseball pitcher who was good in 2012 Holy but was out of the league now. Crap. And the first I, one that I came know. to my was mind just- was Justin Verlander, is- but he's amazing again. Holy <laughs> shit. What? <laughs> 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 just looking. This, this thing is, took a right This is turn. not as bad, but it's Holy in the category God. of the time that Stu made fun of Steve McNair. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is bad. so much more soon, though. This is I'd so like, much more recent. I'd like to apologize. I'm so. I feel oh. so bad about our <laughs> tiny little <laughs> podcast <laughs> mentioning Roy Halliday. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. Man, I for a second was like, boy, he's really going for it right boy, now. He is, is so angry. <laughs> Look how mad John is. That's dark. This is, yeah. Wow. Oh, that was oh, bad. Oh, that threw me. That um, threw me. Woo. The point I was making is that Tom Thibodeau has now traded away a point guard who's better than the point guard he got to replace him, Jeff Teague, who was so bad that Atlanta went with a backup rather than have Jeff Teague ever play for them again. And then he doubled down on it by signing Derrick Rose, who's terrible. And like you say, Tyus is our favorite, and now he's never going to play again because we have to watch the aging husk of Derrick Rose try to drag all of his broken limbs around the court. Oh, it's just terrible. It's just awful. I hate Tom Thibodeau. I was following the the Wolves-Boston game on my phone tonight, and it's just like... Every other wolf, without Jimmy Butler, it's like every other Wolves year where you're following the score and they're down by eight at the end of the first quarter and 14 at the end of the first half and 19 at the end of the third quarter. And you're like, well, maybe Shane Heal will come in and start hitting some threes. 
and really get him back into the game. But you know it's not happening. They lost by 14 or something like that. It's just a disaster. They're a disaster. Tom Thibodeau's at fault. And I won't rest until he's been run out of town on a rail. Hey, guys, I don't know that you probably remember this, but I think, I mean, uh, praise his name, uh, Clarence Swamptown warned us about Tom Thibodeau. Yep. Hmm. Does that yeah. sound right to you guys? Start to he, remember, Clarence. Good guy. He's, he warned us about a lot of things. Yeah, that was one of them. Yes. That was one on the long list of of things to warn well, us yeah. about. And you hated him. I never for got. It, but he, you hated I never him. Got, he did warn us, though. He, he did. I never got clear though on how I think Tibbs and Zimmer are basically the same human. No. Why? No. Why one <laughs> is <laughs> son of a bitch. They're old school. Just, he's not here. Angry. He's not angry. Here. And you're just you're going to stomp on his grave like Marthaler just did to Roy yeah. Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a different light, I think they're basically two brothers from another mother. Oh, they're grumpy, old school, uh, scream about the fundamentals guys. The problem is Tibbs has, well, not the problem. The big difference is that Tibbs has way more power. So that like anything <laughs> good or bad kind of comes from him yeah. because he's both of those people. Um and yeah, I mean, and also like if Zimmer had brought in like eleven former Bengals, we might be <laughs> yes. like, all right, all right, dude. Uh, that's, Let's try to that's think enough of one. Bengals. Let's try to think of a Bengal that just recently passed away that we can use as an example. Oh yeah, I let's can't. let's get into that. We definitely just Chris Besides Henry. He brought in Chris alive. Henry, the dude who fell off the truck. <laughs> yeah, so that's not good. Um, it's weird how much uh, the Butler injury changed everything. I mean, I wasn't a fan of, or I mean, I was and wasn't, I don't know. Um, but they were legitimately going to be a three seed or a four seed. <sighs> it sucks to lose your best player in the NBA. Now we know. Now we know. Never well, I was, I was listening. Uh, I had some time on my hands today driving, and I was, I was, <laughs> I was listening to Church. <laughs> Try yeah, to talk me yeah. in to uh, to Derek to Derek Rose, yeah. And I was like, and he was high on him, and I'm like, you know, the guy is a, uh, I don't know why why does Church like this business sports analyst so much? He kind of seems kind of like a dick on Twitter, um, you know, talking about sports finance all the time and. And uh, it just he couldn't he couldn't convince me that. Uh, so this <laughs> okay okay I'm trying to I I don't have it I don't have the thread. I'm sorry. That's that's okay. I'm 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 struggling. <laughs> it's it's been a while. Well, you have not uh, pointed out uh, a dead person. It was so it far. was. Darren, Darren Ravel is who I was. Darren Ravel, Derek that's, Rose. That was I the was trying to that think you're of. Supposed to, that's okay. No shit. You know, it's it spring, was a reach. It's spring training for everybody. It's okay. Fuck. It's it pitcher was a reach. fielding practice. PFP. We're all yep trying to get back on the horse. Yeah. And you didn't yeah. forget somebody who just died. So that's that's. Nice <laughs> <for> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, just fielded a bunt and. Hit TC Bear right in the fucking crotch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, if I would have been able to think of it, I would have gotten there. I was no, it would have been good. Actually, it would have been gold. But there you were. No, you didn't cover first, and I threw the ball. Derek. Uh, all right, let's move on to... Okay, so we are aligned. This Derek Rose signing is a fucking disaster. I don't have uh, any idea. We're not aligned. It. Might, I don't know. But whatever Tibbs does, I'm suspicious well, of. So fine. You aligned. recuse yourself, which is good. The three of us think it was a disaster. And now I'm <laughs> suspicious of Tibbs, I think, is... You're probably the most positive of him at this point between the four of us. Me? I'm angry. No. I'm angry. No. Yep. No. Yep. I am not. You no, said suspicious. I am, I'm beyond suspicious. You don't now get to I'm own that. Him. You don't get to own that. I I started that. <laughs> you did, but you backed off. You said suspicious. I didn't back off shit. I heard it. No. Never backed off once. <laughs> While you guys are tugging it to his squeaky voice. I was still asking questions when they were the two seed or whatever. I was still like, I don't know. And you guys were, were good all, questions. You're right. Dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. Just, and I'm like, I don't know, guys. And you know, you're just like at a boxing gym. Just, 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 you can't keep your hand off of your testicles. We were for a while. Yeah. My boner clock on the wolves right now is like six fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just done with them right now. I mean, the timing of him getting hurt and then them playing like one game in three weeks, as every other team got way better, was just like, oh right, the season is over. It just weirdly ended like sixty three games into it. Winging low, it's a very and odd experience oh, so this year. They well, might back into the playoffs, which would be kind of cool, but they you know it doesn't really matter anymore because they're gonna get. Even if they make the playoffs, you're just going to get absolutely piss pounded by the Spurs, Rockets, which is so. which I think what Clarence Swamptown said would happen. Clarence, uh, when he was alive, was living in a world where the Spurs were amazing, which is awesome and true. Was true for many years, but now the Spurs kind of suck too. What? Where where are they seated right now? They're bol- they're like a six seed, just right by us. They can't be, like a, this, you said the Wolves are a six seed. You can't both be a six seed. That I know about them. Unless the Spurs they are either, that's true. That is true. Cheap. The Spurs are either a five or a seven. It really depends on the time that we're recording this podcast. So the they're somewhere they're gonna, by they're us. going to play the Spurs. It's going to happen. Yeah, that would be good because then they would be in the playoffs. It would be awesome. No, Fuck yeah. Lose. I'd take it. They would still get their ass kicked. Okay, we got to move on. We got to move on. We're only on question two. Question three, this is for uh, Jonathan. All right. Uh, Do we love the Wild again? You know who we love, Brandon? We love Eric Stahl. Mm -hmm. Eric Stahl. He's been amazing. He's he's got 38 goals, I think. And it's it's amazing because the Wild just... They never have somebody who can score goals. Not since Marion Gabrick have they had somebody who seems to score every night. And the only disappointment, this is something that I was texting Clarence about before he passed away as well. Um, the only downside is that now Chuck Fletcher, the wild GM who loves veterans more than anything, Stahl's having this amazing, amazing resurgence season. He's 33 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Fletcher's going to sign him to a 49-year extension. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to he just he's going to be dragging out there with Miko Koivu uh in overtime, 3 on 3 overtime <laughs> 10 years from now is going to yeah. be Koivu and Eric Stahl 42 years apiece. Just ab- they're throwing their sticks at other players because they can't skate anymore. It's Gordie it's going to be horrible. The Hartford Whalers, <laughs> just gray hair. Yeah. No helmet. It'll be in the new XL. 
Arena. Gordy Howell, age 54, skating <laughs> the same speed. What are you doing out there? You so, so I'm pretty disappointed. I'm pretty furious about that, but I'm still enjoying the Eric Stahl resurgence here because it's just been amazing. And that's great. He now he was like, t- he was pretty good, and now he just like it was sort of a Case Keenum thing or like a Dubnik thing, or he was like an okay guy who got great, or was he good and then sucked? Or no, he, he was. Come from? He was really, he was really excellent in Carolina, and then towards the end, Carolina got terrible. And a lot of people sort of wrongly blamed Stahl, who was their best player. And so he hit the market a couple of years ago with a lot of people thinking he was washed up. And naturally, since Chuck Fletcher loves people who are over 30, signed him to a three-year deal. But it was a cheap deal. And now he's having an absolute comeback season. And it's, it's been amazing to watch. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. So this actually is like because, Justin Verlander. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a little bit like Verlander. Okay. Would you say it's because he's he just doesn't want to go back to the sod farm in Thunder Bay? <laughs> right. I, if he ever does stop playing hockey, his father will immediately come and collect him in a nineteen ninety five GMC pickup and he'll have to go back and cut sod every day for fourteen hours in Saskatchewan. Yeah, where the temperature is minus forty five degrees, and somehow they still have to be outside working. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like to live at at the All Star game this year, uh, Eric Stahl was the Wild's All Star representative, and there are a lot of stories about how he was really excited because his kids are sort of old enough to to know what's going on. He has three three sons, and I was thinking, you know, how are they gonna? How are they going to create the next generation of stalls unless Eric Stahl gets a sod farm that his kids can work on and thus have the incentive to play in the NHL so they can get off the sod farm? Are they going to have to send them back to work with on Grandpa's sod farm? How's that going to work? Man, so work many. Here. Put them to work. Put them to work. Send them to work with old Uncle Chicken Finger 69. <laughs> get in the truck. All right, now this is the part of the day where we listen to the radio and not understand anything that they say. <laughs> it was Darren Rovel. Is that how you pronounce Darren, his last name? R- Darren Rovel. I believe it's Ravel. <laughs> no. Ravel. It was Darren Ravel, Brandon. God. Yeah, yeah. So good. See, you could just throw the ball as far as you want every yeah, time. And that's, and you, you get credit for it. Why it's fucking insane. <laughs> Why would you think that's a good thing? 
That's sense. what you're gonna hang your hat on, Kirk Cousins. Yards <laughs> per attempt. <laughs> make a fucking sense. Yards per attempt. In, look, the semantics of it. Yards per attempt. Every time you throw the ball, how far does it go? Yeah. Joe Flacco is probably leading the league in that one. Attempted. <laughs> Christian Ponder is all time last. <laughs> attempted air yards. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to get back to it, but I saw Lamar Jackson, some sort of clip where he threw off his back foot legitimately oh. like 53 yards. Oh. And again, guys who have that arm strength, I understand that's not everything. We just talked about Jamarcus Russell. But he seriously was like scrambling back foot 53 yards. We have seen the Hail Mary attempt from Christian Ponder who crow hopped <laughs> 42 times. yards. Like four steps, crow hop, forty. He took yards. a running start at it, like he's at the fucking <laughs> Valley Fair pitch booth, trying to guess his speed. And he's just a fifteen foot run at it, and he threw it to fucking thirty yards. Nothing has ever feet. been more important than me throwing this ball as far as I possibly can. <laughs> I have all the runway I need, and here's what I've got. Dude, like it's cricket. He uh... just took a running, almost did a somersault. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Tori, Tori Hunter trying to throw someone out at home. Just yeah. <laughs> uh, and oh. lands at the nine. <laughs> Game same. over. Even if we caught it, it wouldn't have been a touchdown. Yeah. That's not helpful. Yeah. Oh, he throws a screen pass here. What are they trying to do? It's not helpful. It's got to get in the end zone. Oh, got it. Just it's just the best. Uh, all right. Okay, so you love Eric Stahl. The while they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to be like a mid mid seed, decent seed. Are they gonna, are they making really a run at it? What are they doing? right now? It's looking well. They're not going to make a run any higher than they already are. It two. They're right now. They're the third seed in the Central Division. They're probably going to end up there. They might end up being a wild card, but it doesn't really matter because they're going to play one of three teams, all of whom have been kind of amazing. So they're either going to play. Most likely they're going to play Winnipeg. Possibly they're going to play Nashville, which has won, I think, 10 straight games now. Ooh, our um, Purds. Yeah, the Purds. I, <laughs> Nashville's kind of amazing because you watch Nashville games and the crowd is just super way into it. It's kind of a scene. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I can see why Stu, who's he gravitated, Mr. Yeah. Buck, loves the Purds so much. Can we get someone to sponsor Data us? Data Hockey. To send us to a wild Purds playoff game in Nashville, right? Like road oh, trip, that would be amazing. Should we start so a Patreon? Be fun. Oh god. Yep. God, that'd be fun. We need a, a Patreon GoFundMe. and a GoFundMe. Yep. Yeah. And, and a, a sponsorship <laughs> and the, contract. Think, so yep. you can get there ch- relatively. Ch- I think the problem would be the alcohol tab. Like always, right. that's always ticket. what does. Let's yeah. say we even drove down there, just yeah. really, just cheapened it, just as cheap as possible. Maybe that's like twenty bucks. A, you know, ah, it's forty, fifty bucks a guy in gas money, mm-hmm. and forty thousand dollars in alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd have to sell the car. <laughs> yeah, we would sell the car while we're down there. Here. We'll figure that out Bar- later, man. Barmaid. We sell we sell a rental car and deal with the fallout later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like next week. We'll, assholes we'll figure it out. Yeah, that sounds like future us. They yep. can deal yep. with it. That's a, that's a tomorrow problem yeah. right now. 
we got a today problem with this here bar and this here bar. Right down. now, we're heading to Paradise Park. There is a 2017 Chevy Cruze out there in front of the bar. That's all yours, as long as we drink for free. For, for six pitchers of beer, you can have this Ford oh, Fiesta. Yep. Still has the manual roll down windows, but beyond that, it is awesome. Wow. Yep. Which Brandon broke off because we weren't playing his music and he got mad. Yeah. Someone mentioned Dar- Darren Ravel and I jumped out the window thinking you were talking about Derek Rose. We get confused very easily here. We were pretty drunk. It sounds like a good plan. I have not met you, Chicken Fingers, but I feel like it would be a good four-person road trip. So if, we, if any of us come into some money... And we play the Purds. Let's try to make this happen. I wouldn't make it down there with you guys. I bought maybe like fucking I don't know Waterloo. I'd tuck and roll. We right wouldn't even make it door. in the eye. <laughs> Open the door, <laughs> tuck and roll right to the ditch, and walk back. What do you think would we be would... the reason for you to tuck? It would be something I said, right? No, it wouldn't be saying. I think what you'd do is like we'd go, we'd be hungry, and I'd be starving because I'm always hungry. And we'd stop, and you guys would be like, let's get on the road. Let's just eat in the car. And I'd be like, that's fine. And you would go get, like, Kung Fu Pandas. You know, it's like fucking Chinese, and I would just lose Kung my Fu, shit. Kung like, Fu Panda, that's what it's called. Yeah. Bringing it back into the car and eating Chinese food in the car. Yeah. And I'd lose my goddamn mind. I'd lose it. I'd like, nope, no. Not in this car. Hey, guys, I got this new app. It tells you where the closest sushi is. Let's go get some sushi and bring it back in the car. You guys will be eating chopsticks and with chopsticks. And where did chicken fingers go? Which is another <laughs> is pet peeve of just like messy eating. And you'd just be eating Chinese, stinky ass Chinese food. It'd be getting everywhere. White rice hitting <laughs> you in the face, just bouncing eating, like, off your open. face. <laughs> mouth open talking. And I just, boop. Open the door, the manual door, like unlock it <laughs> manually, tuck and roll in the ditch. I'm done. Walk home. Yeah. Well, hey, at least you got into Iowa. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. If General Sal's chicken, I'd grab it right fine. out of your hand and I'd just chuck it in the ditch too. And then you'd be fucked. It would be. All right. It's off. It's off. Trip off. We're not doing it. <sighs> well. We'll all, we'll always have those twenty seconds where we thought it was a good idea. <laughs> all right, you, we got to keep moving, right? Yes, we got three more keep questions. Going. To keep get it to going. Me. All right, uh, next one's for Clarence, uh, or I'm sorry, Chicken, Chicken Fingers. Hey, CF baby, uh, who's your breakout pitcher this year for the Minnesota Twins? You got one? Yeah, Kyle Journeyman. Gibson. Steady, steady. Kyle, there Kyle he is. Gibson. You got Gibby. You got Gibby. Yep, he's got the. Uh, he did, he did the uh, the different colored armbands, like strength bands. Oh, um, okay. Weighted, weighted baseballs. Weighted balls. He's doing the weighted baseballs into a screen, um, playing catch by himself. Driveline Academy, um, launch angle. Uh, Four-seam fastball? Yep. Uh, pitching backwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pitch tunnels. So I'm in, all in. You're into the tunnels. Breakout year. Yep. Breakout year. And finally, at age 37, Cassius <laughs> will have yep. that long-awaited breakout year. He lost year. arbitration, and now he's got something to prove. <laughs> I went to Fangraphs, and I wanted to see what they thought like for projections-wise, because they've got like 11 different projection systems on Fangraphs. 
And I kept clicking into one, and then I would see his ERA and kept thinking, oh, nope, this is from last year. <laughs> Every time, oh, 4.29, that's not, that must be from last year. Oh, this one says 4.34, that must be, there's no possible way they're all projecting like the same, somewhere between 4.28 and 4.47 ERA. But they are, I confirmed. All 1,700 projection systems have old Gibby as a perfect replacement player. Where did they project the Twins to finish last year? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. That's hard to answer. I don't know. Is this a burn on fan graphs? I don't even know anymore. I don't. There's too many of them. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't have the actual wins pulled up for this year or last year. Let's say somewhere like worse than they finished. Probably, yeah. I think this, I year, to assume. yeah. <laughs> this year, this uh, year maybe that's... eighty. I don't know. I don't know. I all my eggs are in Byron Buxton's basket, as are I'm sure you guys as well. Right. Okay. Question five of six. Let's see here. I'm gonna just do a little timestamp, something or other. Jonathan, who should we be rooting? And I want uh, fingers to be on this one as well, please. Uh, who are we supposed to be rooting for during the high school hockey tournament that I think is going on right now? I love the Skippers, Ooh. as you know. So just going into this, you know I'm all about the Skippers. I love them. I've always been a Skipper. Hey, man, born a Skipper, die a Skipper. That's a Skipper's life for me. That's how the song goes that I made up. Anyway. Uh, uh, so you were born. You, I guess we've never met. You were born in Minnetonka. Uh, well, reborn. I'm a yeah. I'm a reborn guy. You went to one school of those, in like, Minnetonka. When, when you were born, the day you were born, zero days old. You, yep. you, you. At one point, you were inside a person. Now, now you're not. Where was that? Well, I'm talking about. I was. I'm a reborn. No, and, and I know, religion, what, you're ta- I know, I know what you're talking about. What I'm talking yeah. about is where where were you born? No. So not, not Minnetonka. Where was that? Hey, I'm sorry. Right. You cut out. Burnsville? I can't quite make that. Was it Burnsville? Yeah. Did you actually? Veterinary Hospital? Brandon, Iowa? Brandon, Iowa? I where did you go to to high school? Was it was it Minnetonka High School? <clears throat> oh, I uh went to high school at uh, uh, high school. <laughs> oh. Did that come through? No, no. Sorry, this time. is a new drive through audio where it's you know, it, it cuts <laughs> in and out. I went to uh, uh, high school. <laughs> Mini haha Academy <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. John just keeps bringing up terrible things that have happened in the last year. John! You son of a bitch. I can't believe that. Jesus Christ. Tragedy. I mean, of, of all the high schools, John. Tragedy. Of all the high schools. There's Roseville. There's Mountain View. 400 high schools in uh, the View, Stillwater. I like that you're going to name all the high schools in the state. Hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. There's Orono. There's Becker. Hortonville. There's, there's Orr. I'm not. Onamia. Ogilvy. Be quiet. I'm not done. There's Sandstone. There's Barnum. 
That's it. That's all of them. I got them all. Yeah, you're just just going up thirty five. I'm, that's that's <laughs> when I. You can tell I'm scrapping when I start thinking of like, okay, what are the cities that are exits on the way to Duluth? <laughs> there's Hinkley, that's, yeah, there's uh, Pine City, Cloquet. I mean, that's all the high schools there are. Cloquet, um, Cloquet, Carlton. Yep. Go Lumberjacks. No, I. Uh, I my friend co- my my two friends coach the skippers so I'm a big skippers guy I have to be I'm sorry that goes what? against most of my principles but they're my they're my my good buddies I love them wait is that the what's the, O'Leary or whatever not Swayzetta never mind I'm I don't know nope. who coaches my Manitonka my my guy Goldie is the head coach and my guy Stevie is the assistant coach hmm. my buddies wait you, my boys you're friends with Bill Goldsworthy's kid yes really. Is that a real true fact? Hmm. Sean? Yeah. Head coach? Yes. Good buddy of mine. Wow. Love him to death. So I have to cheer for the skippers. But, John, how many uh, – who else should we should – we, let, let, let me ask the maybe the bigger the question. Who should we be rooting against? Well, I think it's always important to root against the Dinah. Sure. Not only at the high school hockey tournament, but in in life. Yep. I think that's important. Can do. Um I think you always want to root against any private school because those people have advantages mm-hmm. that you and I will never Jealousy. have. So. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Yeah. I hate them. St. Thomas Academy, that's one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and hate no. them. You, you always want to root for any yep, hate out-state non-private school. Okay, but so, Hermantown is an exception here, right? A definite well, exception Herman- because Hermantown is has established themselves now as kind of the yeah. Edina of uh, Duluth. Okay, yep. yep. They're they're going to move up to Class Two A here soon, probably not next year, but the year after. So then they can then they can go back to being a scrappy underdog. Well, it's Hermantown plays themselves as oh we're just this little town up here, you know, this yep. blue collar. And then the name, the kids come out. You're announced their names, and the last name is. You're like, didn't his dad play for Duluth? <laughs> Wait, did, yeah. didn't his? I recognize that last name. Isn't he like? Isn't his dad in the NHL? Wait, isn't that funny how that works out? Yeah, something it's a, weird. Just, they all it's just such happened, a coincidence. Like, he, the dad, kind of retired from the NHL and went to work at the taconite plant up there. It's that, an annual coincidence. Add up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sandalin's yeah. kid? Wait, Sandalin's kids goes to Hermantown? That seems... What are the odds? Yeah. Must funny. be great industry in Hermantown. Yeah, I guess I'm just sure it's just all a big dink. So... Yep. Up and they, up. They, uh... Yeah, you make an exception for them. You do not root for them. Okay, so we hate most of the teams in the tournament, which is awesome. I love that. Who are... Who should we cheer for? You got, like, one team for us in each class, or one or two? I'm going to defer to my colleague, Chicken Finger 69 on this one. Yeah, it's CF, what do you got, I, baby? I think in the 1A uh, tourney, it's easy. It's straight as a string. Alec is who you pull for. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You could have pulled for Litchfield, Dassel, Cockatoo. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, that. I, that's Church was, was talking about them today. Um, oh. I uh, it's Cockatoo. I don't know why. Man, he, he really got um, a lot of stuff out there. You could have pulled for... Um, thief turf, um, turf, but they lost. So now the only one that left that has any 
um, you know, redeeming qualities as Alec. You're not going to pull for for Herman Tony. You sure as shit ain't going to pull for Orono. Um, they yeah. they look Mm-mm. down on the Minnetonka and Edina kids. Yeah. Um, and you know, Matamita, I just can't. I can't do it. Um, oh, oh, if you're gun to the head, Matamita or over Orono or Hermantown. But I just, I'm a south side guy, they're north side. I can't do it. It's just, uh, I can't. Po- you can never really get on board with any suburb that's playing in the Class 1A tournament. No, no, that's a good point. So in the 2A, um, that's tough. That is really tough because, you know, St. Michael Elberville, yeah, let's pull for them. Um, you know, Centennial is currently playing. They just scored, so it's 2-1. to one. That's why you heard me cheer earlier. I'm, I'm pulling for them. Um, you can't pull for Edina. Lakeville North, I don't particularly care for. Um, <laughs> and like I said, St. Michael Everett lost. I'm not pulling for Minnetonka. That's, and they're playing Hill Murray, so that was a no-win situation for me. Big so, win. Big win. Really, it's, it's Centennial that's left. In that one, and then after that, you're just you're fucked. I'm not pulling for East. Um, Why do you hate East? Eh, Chris Locker, Dave Spihar. Yeah, um, that's fair. Just John yeah, say no it. more. I got gotcha. um, you. I like the teams that haven't been there before. Alec right. doesn't have a strong history. They kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I wanted my Thief boys to. To pull it off, but they couldn't. So um, Alec is my team. So Alec and Centennial. Long story longer. Love it. Great. Good intel there. All right. Should we should we move on to our sixth question? Move on. <clears throat> I've just finished my third beer, so everything from here on out is off the record, as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. <clears throat> okay, this last one's for Stuart. Oh boy, Stuart, you still there? Oh yeah. Stu, yes. is there is there anything you care less about on planet Earth than whether or not college basketball players and their parents are getting free shoes and free meals? Is there anything on Earth more boring to you or more obvious to you than that? Uh, I do. I would like to see a lot of the NCAA coaches and administrators just twisting the wind over it. Um, that part I'm fine with, um, but. Boy, could I not care less if the kids are getting paid or getting swag. Just don't care. It's like could not, receipts from a steakhouse not, is what yeah. the FBI is looking at right now. Yeah, I just, I just can't. I just can't care. I I'm sure glad the I FBI know. doesn't have anything better to do right now. They, they, they got yeah, all their other cases solved. Yeah, just sitting around looking so, yeah, for something. I, to I, do. Yeah, I, I could not possibly care less. Well, you know what? You know what I care about, Brandon. Let's hear it. You know what? You you want to know what I really care about? Mm, preach. Um, my friend John wrote a goddamn book. Oh, oh beat, my god! He did, and he's on the goddamn show right now, and we haven't even talked That's about awesome. it. Awesome. That's what I would like to close out the show with. I want to talk about John writing an actual children's book. See, Stu, this and is why I throw it children. to you. That's that's brilliant. Yes, John. Yeah. What's up, man? Let's hear it. This is, well, um, our good friend, he's been on the podcast before. Patrick Donnelly works for a company that um, recruits 
people to write these kids books, you know, the kind of books that are in your elementary school library where you're trying to get fourth grade boys interested in reading. So they're all about sports and science and stuff like that. So he, these publishers come to them with these series they want to do and he rounds up the writers and stuff. So this is, this is number five that I've done for on various topics bunch of them been on soccer this one i i had told him that since my daughter was nine months old i think at the time i basically said you know while she can't walk here let's i i probably will just take a break but then i got an email from him one day that said well this one kind of has your name on it and it was the point of it was here what we're going to do in this book is list 12 niche sports and I couldn't say no to that. That's pretty much. It's not. It's not only up my alley. It is my alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You created the alley. You plowed yep. it. That's yeah. You the did alley well. is named Martholler Lane, and it's lovingly tended by me every day. So that's so incredible. yeah. It was really fun to do. It's really cool. And what is the it name is, of it? The 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 name of the book is Offbeat Sports. Offbeat Sports, perfect. Just uh, my my esteemed colleague Chicken Fingers sixty nine said that he was once in a book called Beat Off Sports, but that was a different <laughs> thing entirely. He was desperate for money. You know, it's college. Yep. Uh, it has yep. it happens. You you know you no judgments don't here. Don't know how hard it is to strategically position a fungo bat. In a <laughs> How many takes we had to do? Well, that's better than the full barrel, you know. <laughs> Thank God it was just a fungo. I think John is the best children's book author I've ever been on a podcast with, and that includes Shel Silverstein. <laughs> 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 I know you. <laughs> I know you had that series of podcasts with uh, Raffi, but he's not technically an author. Author, so that that no, changes singer, it a little more bit. Of a singer, yeah, that does yeah, more cool. of a singer. But you yeah. know, a poet. I'd say he's a poet. You know, he's inspired me. But yeah, Song this writing. is uh, you know, you know, yeah. it's incredible. No, so John, I write. I write oh. John, how come Donnelly didn't ask me to write John's book? <laughs> Maybe oh, you've just never. <laughs> All right, listen here, never you little sort of. Woods. You're never going to I think we could consider this your application. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Beat off sports yep. is still out there. Well, we'll see if he responds to that. I'm pretty sure you tagged him in it. So, yep. uh, And John, did you say that this is your fifth book that you've done with Patrick? That's correct. Man, I feel like I might be the worst friend on the planet. I Did, did, it, did I we know that? I think that's fair to and, say. Okay, okay. So that's just on me. That's on me. <clears throat> No, the the first one way back when was a book of, it was a, a sports trivia series, so I did a soccer trivia one. That was mostly notable because I worked our good friend Holly Manthai's name into there as a potential answer to a trivia question. At smart. The the book. So smart. Hey, um, <clears throat> then I did a couple that were in series about soccer teams. So I wrote one about Bayern Munich and one about Arsenal. Uh, there, there was one about... Bad bad days in sports. It was all about terrible, terrible screw ups and that kind of thing. That was kind of fun because I can I can remember reading a book like that when I was a kid. So it was mostly trying to remember the things that were in that book so that I didn't have to do any more research. So smart, <laughs> savvy, savvy. Um, and then this one, which was 
probably the most fun to do just because there's so few times in my life that I'm going to get any small amount of money to write about bike polo and hurling. Yeah. How long are these books? Uh, they're like 40 picture laden pages. Let's put it that way. They're really not very long. It's maybe 3000 words. Okay. 3000 words. It's like a real good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of short, it's a lot of short sentences because you got to keep the reading level down. So yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I read everything by Matt Christopher. Do you remember him? Oh, I loved Matt Christopher. Yeah, he was just the best. The kid who only hit homers was was the one that I just, like, latched on to. And uh, there was some, like, hockey one, too, where, like, it was some sort of, like, magic thing. Yeah, the magic game one. That was awesome. Yes, yeah. I don't remember what that was called at all, but... Uh, I loved that one, and I started writing yep. books afterwards. After reading him, I was like, "Well, I'm going to write one, just handwritten." I would love to. I probably burned it yep. or something, but <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> if you if you haven't yet burned it, you probably should because there's every yeah. chance you're going to have us over for like a shindig, and one <laughs> yeah. of us is going to find it, and <laughs> you're never going to be able to go on the internet ever again. <laughs> nope. No, that would be it. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be it. Well, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Um, John, would you say that um, you're the first children's book author to just take after the recently dead? This is like Beverly Cleary <laughs> had like a tight five about RFK. I, thought, I think that was a really... It's an interesting <laughs> angle. Was... Yeah. it's a new... yeah. I mean, it's it's wide open. There's nobody here doing that. I, I mean, the say, kids need really, to know. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I I I I regret that I compared a future Hall of Fame pitcher to a terrible basketball point guard. <laughs> Next time Patrick asks for a book, just deliver him three thousand words about the death of Roy Halladay. <laughs> they need to know. The kids deserve the truth. I I think we need to remember just how terrible Stu's Steve McNair joke was, <laughs> and just deflecting. Keep it keep it oh, in perspective. Very Broxy like. I I <laughs> name checked. Change it. I need a man. That's my move, John. John, this is my move right here. This is when Clarence starts I, getting after me, <laughs> old Clarence, former Clarence, about something. And I, hey, you guys want to talk pants? Let's talk pants. <laughs> Some new good brands. Let's talk about men's fashion. Men's fashion. I know that's a ripe topic for this. Oh, man. That's good. That is good. Well, congrats again, Jonathan. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. It really is. Thanks, guys. I'll be doing a book signing at your local elementary school. Nice. Nice. Um, I can just imagine. Can you imagine a room full of antsy fourth graders and I'm sitting there trying to explain the finer points of rugby to them? <laughs> they just refuse All to right, admit down. that they're not interested in it. Make no, me no, a no, bicycle. I didn't have enough good. time. I didn't have enough space in the book to expand on this. So we're going to go through the finer, every one of the finer details of how rugby union is different from rugby league. All right. (laughs) Sit down. You sit down. Sit down. (laughs) You can't go to lunch and you can't go get lunch until you understand all of this and pass this test. I would pay. I would pay an admission fee to watch that. (laughs) Whatever. You got any weed, man? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what fourth graders are like? Uh, Yeah. That's terrible. Man. Yeah, maybe they are. 
It's basically legal now. Maybe that's the thing. It's okay. Boy. Fourth grade has changed. It is different. Uh, okay, I am out of I am out of questions. I had six. I asked all my six. I got some good answers. Any other burning thoughts from anybody? Uh, Minnesota United was hot garbage. Their first game of the year. So they've oh, they they're zero and one. They've played one game. Yep, they played one game. It was just like last year. It's terrible. Stu's about to jump in and do his corporate chilling, so I'm going to stop talking now. I don't know what I that just seems <laughs> weird that you would say that but I would like to remind everybody that the Minnesota uh, United home opener <laughs> is um, Saturday March 17th St. Patrick's Day it's a one o'clock oh. uh, kickoff uh, the surly pre-match party starts at 10 a.m. Um, we have Jake Rude's transmission as the musical act all year it'll be great uh uh, Rising North is on shelves. Uh, the Rising North Pale Ale, the official beer of Minnesota United, is on shelves this week. It's really tasty, really fresh, and uh, I think maybe go out there, get a four-pack, support the team. They have a road game this week against some team, but I know <laughs> they play against Chicago next week. <laughs> they play Orlando City this week. I think it's I think it's kind of hilarious that when we started this podcast, we used to spend hours talking about how terrible the Gophers were. And at the time, I actually worked for the University of Minnesota <laughs> Athletic Department. And I would just sit there quietly. Stu doesn't even work for Minnesota United. Yeah. And he still can't, just can't let it go. I remember, John, when we would be in person, we'd start talking about it, and you would just kind of back away from the mic yeah. and put your, your hand over Homer it. Homer Simpson and, backing into the hedge. Yeah. You just sort of shake your head slowly, and I'd look at you, and you'd just be like, no, I, I'm sorry. I will not join you I on this. I literally can't say anything. <laughs> Oh man! I do. The other thing we should mention is that St. Patrick's Day should be the championship game of the Final Five in St. Paul. Uh, the 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 once every seven years coincidence where St. Patrick's Day falls on the amazing hockey day where WCHA college hockey fans come together, Son except that Barry Alvarez is a turd and ruined it for everyone. Shit. And now the Gopher. Well, the Gophers are. Not even in the Big Ten tournament, but <sighs> motherfucker. Yeah, I just I wanted to get this in so we could hear Clarence Fingers sixty nine mutter under his breath. Piece of shit, Clarence Fingers. <laughs> Greatest. Uh, what are the odds, uh, Mister Lucia, is the coach next year? I'm kind of hoping for low. Hoping it's for time. low. So, but you don't have a good it's sense over. right now. It's not. It's not an obvious either way right now. I'd, Mark Mark Coyle is never in his office. What's he going to do? He can't fire him over the phone. He's got to find Mariucci Arena before he can fire <laughs> Don Lugia. And as far as I know, he still doesn't know where that is. So. <laughs> Coyle, it's like right next to BW3s. You yeah. go there like it's every like, day. You get the <laughs> naked tenders. Just Parmesan go back door of Beerman. It's right there. You can see it. Right, seriously? You can it's see like, it no, from it's the like, back door. Just turn, when you walk in, just turn and look. It's right there. Or ask never, somebody never noticed to walk you to the front. Never. Stubborn herbs, just turn the F around and look. You can't miss it. Nope. Never never seen it. Okay, so the jury's out on that one. All right. Yeah. Well, well the jury's in. It's just the judge is not in his chambers. Judge not in the chambers. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. 
Okay, cool. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. That was a really good session. Thank you for answering my questions. It was. Chicken good fingers. Good session. Great to talk to Chicken. Uh, would love to have you yeah. back. I think. Uh, you know, a little I'll, rocky start. I'll let you know. Start. I mean, keep your phone on. I'll I'll think about it. <laughs> no, we'll let you know. We'll, we'll no. We'll let you know. No. We'll, no. You, I'll let you, you know. <laughs> we'll uh we'll maybe let maybe we'll talk to you maybe we'll decide <laughs> to talk to you we'll, I we'll decide and maybe we'll run the schematics and i'll make an informed decision talk to charge let you know see what he thinks revel <laughs> all right let's uh let's press stop and and come back again call soon. it sound good Smiling. okay yep. goodbye that's good